Everybody's still trying to figure out Friday morning's employment data. We thought we had this thing nailed. In fact, I think the Fed did, too. You know, we're going to have strong job gains, 500000 or more. Great excuse to start tapering pretty soon and laying the ground for raising interest rates. And all of a sudden, while the unemployment rate dropped to 4.8%, which is great, Job gains were less than half of what we thought. In fact, we have big job losses in government. This is a this is a really bizarre labor force that's out there. One man who can, I think, give us some insight in it is the founder and CEO of ShiftSmart, uh, which is HR and puts companies together with people that want to work. Akash Kumar joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Nice to be here, David. So, you know, the, one of the great things about your company is you guys operate all over the world. I mean, you got like half a million workers or something. What's going on here? Is it, I mean, it seems like people want to work. Is it still COVID or is it the female workforce that has to stay home with kids or what is it? You know, it, it's a lot of things all over the place. But I think the first thing that it points to is, uh, the unemployment rate is no longer really a valid indicator of what's happening in the economy because uh, we have labor force participation rate dropping, things like that. I think what's really a more important measure is just the number of job openings that we have, that job openings have swelled from 8 million open jobs to almost 11 million jobs or 10.9 million jobs now in the country. So there's a ton more employers looking for workers than they can actually find. And and so is it a, is it a shortage of people then? I think it's a couple pieces, but one is uh, uh, I think there's generally in some industries not enough people like in healthcare and all of those. But I think the broader problem that we're seeing is uh, during COVID, especially with the stimulus checks and the unemployment, 42% of workers made more money while on unemployment and the yeah. stimulus check than they did while actually working. But that's ramping uh, which, down, I mean, right? That's ramping down, exactly. I think the third thing is uh, while the 18 months we experienced shutdowns, all of those, a bunch of the workers that were in the retail, restaurant, hospitality verticals found a way to make money elsewhere. And so they're finding a way to go work for contact centers or they can work from home or have stitched together other forms of income uh, associated with other jobs that they've done as well. And I think in general, we're seeing labor force participation, especially with uh, 80% of women surveyed saying they feel very uncomfortable returning to work given school reopenings, everything else that's happening in the broader economy. So this is probably still, to some great degree, COVID related. 100%. Oh, really? You think? So, I mean, if it weren't for COVID, you, you don't think... You think we'd have, you know, we'd be approaching full employment again? I I think if it wasn't for COVID, we'd probably see less acute of an impact on certain industries like retail and hospitality. But I think as a result of COVID, it's accelerated a trend that was already happening in the broader economy anyway, that uh, workers want more flexibility. They want more choice and they're getting more options. If you could flip on an app and go work for Uber, or make the exact same amount of money, but get told exactly when to work at a restaurant, it almost makes sense that you pick one over the other and get to set your own hours. Well, but this goes back to what you guys do at ShiftSpark, because you've, you know, you've got more flexibility, opportunity, uh, more control over employment options. Two things. One is, so do these people that you place, do they show up in those numbers? I mean, these are gig workers, right? 
So we heavily deal with contractors. So one of the interesting parts about the unemployment rate, it doesn't accurately measure the amount of contractor work uh, that's being placed in the economy. So for example, an Uber uh, has over 1.5 million drivers all across the United States, making them effectively the third largest private workforce provider behind Walmart and McDonald's. But it's numbers that wouldn't accurately show up uh, into the actual unemployment rate. So I don't know if that measure is actually capturing what's happening in the economy more broadly. And that's not going to change, I don't think, is it? No, I, I think that trend is here to stay in terms of a general acceleration towards this type of work. So, again, I, I point out you you operate, I think, in last I saw 77 different countries. So is this a worldwide phenomenon? I think the overall push for flexibility is uh, happening all over the place. Within Europe, especially in England, you saw the same sort of ending of zero-hour contracts of these uh, last-minute movements where workers really wanted to find out better alternative mechanisms. We're seeing the same thing across Latin America as well in terms of uh, flex work and the ability to sort of pick your own schedule is now showing up as the number one determinant uh, as to which job that you actually take on. I think overall the secular trend is going to be Whoever wants to be the employer of choice is going to have to put workers first instead of their scheduling managers first in terms of how they think about labor. You know, but also you were alluding to this earlier is 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 is, is matching up the jobs with the people. And if there are a bunch of jobs, say, in healthcare, I mean, your workers can't just say, oh, well, that's that's a great idea. Instead of being, you know, uh, you know, a bellboy, I'm going to become a nurse. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not, not, not so quickly and not so easily. Uh, but I think there's a general theme that it is possible to switch to new lines of work and new industries, uh, probably less acute than nursing. But if you're a great server at a restaurant and uh, you're used to dealing with patrons, you're used to dealing with sort of the complexity of, uh, you know, what working front of house in a restaurant is like, don't you think you'd be able to make a great customer service agent sure. where you can work from home and be flexible? And I think those types of opportunities are more frequent than we think. Uh, and it's up to us to do training, better accreditation, uh, both at ShiftSmart and the industry more broadly as well. Well, sorry, and, and let's go back to your business, too, as, as the move goes toward ShiftSmart. Yeah. Are, are people giving up, you know, medical and dental and 401ks and you know, all that sort of thing to, to, to have that flexibility? Not at all. So um, at ShiftSmart, we work across the continuum of W-2 work and then uh, core 1099 contractor work. And oftentimes when uh, the two sides are postulated against each other, it's this view where on one side, everyone gets all these magical benefits and the other where they get nothing. And the reality is that it's somewhere in the middle. You can be a part-time W-2 worker and get no health care, no benefits, nothing associated with that type of work. Um, or you can be a contractor and find a way to go create secondary benefits because your employer goes and starts financing for them. I think for us as this country more broadly, we sort of need to look back and peel back the laws and realize that this was legislation made under the FDR era where uh, we created a two-part split. And uh, if we look to where the world is today, how prevalent mobile phones are, and the fact that uh, you and I can sign up and go get a job as quickly as downloading an app and working through some training, 
Well, shouldn't there be a third class in the middle, a more dependent contractor where we create the benefits and the infrastructure for the workers, but still allow for flexibility? I think that's sort of the vision that we're trying to drive towards at ShiftSmart um, as a company. You know, and the other thing we've heard about is the workforce. Um, a Fed official we were talking with not too long ago was, was and, and actually he was reiterating that there's just not enough workers out there. He says, you know, you've got this aging population. You've got a lot of people who've retired. Now, a lot of people came out of COVID and said, the heck with it. I'm retiring. And I think retirements have been running at double the annual rate. And meanwhile, we've shut down the borders. We're not allowing workers in, and we're not growing them. 100%. It's, uh, I, I think the broader immigration uh, question can also be framed as less a political one and much more of an economic one yeah. in the sense of uh, if all of those factors are true and we can't find enough workers and there's not enough desire for that type of work, then shouldn't we be solving that desire problem just from a broader economic argument? Uh, and I think that's a really interesting opportunity. And I think the second is really thinking about how do you unlock more hours or labor into a system uh, that feels like it's completely constrained? So one of the things that ShiftSmart that is true is uh, about half our workers work less than 15 hours a week. And so for them, this is often supplemental work that they're doing across various different companies within the enterprise. Uh, so it's the type of work that only can exist because someone has gone down and fractionalized that work and made five hours available, 10 hours available. But, but if, In a way, if, if they're working 15 hours, how long are they working for that company? I mean, weeks? Uh, no, no. Some of them have been working on for months on end, uh, but all they want to do is work the 10 to 15 hours. Right. So they're picking up about 20 percent of the shifts that are offered to them, but choosing to work about 10 to 15 hours a week. So it's very much a supplemental choice. You've created 10 to 15 hours of weekly shift labor inventory that just didn't exist. Yeah, it, I it, think for us. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just—I was just going to opine. I mean, it—it it really is a fascinating time to be alive, to be going through this. What—what what really is a dramatic sea change? It one hundred percent, and and trying to come up with numbers that act that accurately capture that, I guess, are almost impossible. One hundred percent. Think about it this way. One of the core aspects of technology and platforms is that uh, you can create inventory that never existed. If you think of an Uber or an Airbnb and you try to address the total market size of either of those companies by trying to say how many taxis exist in the world today or how many hotel rooms exist in the world today, it wouldn't even come close to the number of cars that are moving around in the millions for Uber or in the four to five million of homes for Airbnb. Our view is if uh, enterprises can tap into 10 hours of work a week, then we're not really talking about FTEs anymore. We're talking about how many shift hours someone is willing to work. And it's a totally new way of looking at the world in terms of fractional time. Yeah, I, I'd say you're. Yeah, if anybody's got job security, especially between the two of us, it's you. I say you, your growth rate's been like 17% of the last three years. And I would guess that that's not slowing down anytime soon. Uh, 170%. <laughs> Akash Kumar is the founder and CEO of Shift Smart and our guest today. This is really fun. Let's do this again, all right? Absolutely. Thanks so much, David. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.